Hello and welcome back to our study of Panini Halacha, Teachings of Rebbe Shlita. Happy Thursday to everyone. We're getting closer and closer to the Yom Hadin. Yimei Ratzon. And we continue our learning with the story of Amiris Emes. And the next chapter is HaMekayim Devarv Mechusar Amana. Mikola Pa'ulash Adam Oseh. Hadibur Hu HaMevata Biyosar Asayichod Shalanu Kivnei Adam. Of all the functions, all the things that people do, speech is what differentiates us and marks us, of course, as human beings. Without the power of speech, we wouldn't be able to have social interaction, we wouldn't be able to connect with one another, and intellect would be just left merely to sort of a physical expression without being able to have a full expression of through speech. So the Targum Unklus explains, I'm sorry, which we'll read in due time, when it says that the Adam was a nefesh chaya, a living soul. is to speak, to utter speech. So that's what really gives us meaning as human beings and as life is the ability to speak. So in order to safeguard this excellent quality that we have, this human quality which other creatures do not have, so therefore we have to hold our speech to a very high and holy standard and to fulfill everything that comes out of our mouths. The Mishnah Shavias tells us, Anyone who keeps his word or fulfills his word, then the spirit of the sages will flow from him. Meaning, it's considered very esteemed, proper for one to keep one's word. Because, again, we want to express our humanity, and when we have this gift, this power of speech, that's why it's so important to keep it up. So, for instance, if a person says to his friend, I'm going to give you a gift, he has to make every effort to fulfill his word. And if he doesn't give the gift, then according to the category of the way they categorize it, you're one who lacks faith. Not that you lack faith in someone else, but people will not have faith in you. If, let's say you say you're going to give to your friend a very large gift, he says he's going to give him a very large gift. In the end, he doesn't give it. He's not considered Because it was understood at the outset that it's like, if I win the lottery, I'll get you this huge gift. But if not, then... I'm not getting you a gift. So it was understood that the big gift was coming if he had the means to do so. I believe Omar, if you ever just say, Stam, I'll just give you a present. And if a person doesn't fulfill that word, because it's not contingent on, well, if I have the means, it's a simple gift, then we assume that someone's going to go through with it and go forward with it. And if he doesn't, then he's in this category of Mechusare Amana. 
And if at the time when he said to his friend that he's going to give him a gift, he already had intent that he's not going to fulfill his word, this is even more stringent. Because even at the time when he made this promise or he made this pledge, he was already lying. tells us, that there are three categories of people that sin when it comes to speech, and they are despised by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The first of this, someone who says one thing but has completely different intentions altogether and doesn't mean what he says. So this is certainly as it applies to interpersonal relationships. So for instance, if a person says to his friend, I'm going to help you this evening. So he has to stand by his word and he has to come and he has to help him. And if already at the time when he said it, he knew at the end of his thought that, oh, this is never going to happen. Well, again, this is even more strict because it's not only that he didn't fulfill his word, but he never had any intentions to fulfill it to begin with. Same thing, that anybody who's doing a job for someone else, that if he is obligated to finish his work by a certain time, we expect him to do so, again, under normal circumstances, or to keep one's word. So this approaches us in many, many different arenas in life about trying to keep our word. When we say things, and when we say it, hopefully we mean it, what we say. I will just add in, this is not in the Penine Halacha, but just it's in Yan Idioma, is that one of the hallmarks of the Yemei Hadin, of course, is the Kol Nidre service. And if I always ask, I always ask this to students, if I would ask you to begin the holiest night of the year, what prayer would you pick? I guarantee you nobody would pick Kol Nidre, an Aramaic paragraph that has to deal with nullification of vows, which seems almost not even connected to us. So why do we start the holiest night of the year with Kol Nidre? So one of the interpretations is that before we can begin to ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu for Mechila, Slicha, and Kapara, before atonement and forgiveness, we have to appreciate the power of speech that we have, and that when we have the power of speech, we have to keep our words. And therefore, we begin Yom Kippur with the acknowledgement that we don't always keep our word, and we have to ask forgiveness for that as well. But in any event, we are moving along closer to Shabbos Kodesh, Parshat Thank you, everyone, for listening. I will see you, Hermes Hashem, next time. And thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.